You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Let me just say, there is nothing quite like getting a text when you're away from your house okay. that says, There is a meth head party out front of our place. Holy crap. No shit. Wait, right now or was no, it? No, not now. This happened yesterday. Oh my god. This happened yesterday. This is when I was out. This is what I saw you I yesterday. You didn't even tell me anything about oh, this. Oh, that's because you were you were busy while well, we were busy playing cornhole. It's and it true. Was, it was during one of the matches when you were playing. Okay. And that's one of the texts I got from my roommate. Oh, I will explain this. Oh my it's god. Fantastic. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in on this lovely Friday. Yeah. We do so greatly appreciate it wherever and however you listen. It is awesome. It we is fantastic. We just love each and every one of you. Absolutely. Thank you for making our dreams come true. You make our dreams come true. There we go. Mm-hmm. See, very inspirational on this Friday. What do you? What do you? There's uh, some like buzzing or something behind you. It's a, it's a loud tone. Do you hear that? No, that's coming from outside. Oh, is it because, because they're, they're moving, moving that 300 uh, whatever it is? Yeah. If you hear uh, if you hear any kind of a buzzing or some loud banging noises, it's not coming from in here. We're not actually murdering anybody in here. There's no today. We're not today. We're not. No. Not right now. Not, not right that, this second. Not currently, right now, we are not murdering anyone. Not that could be proven. So No. No, there's nothing. No, I mean, nothing. It's not happening. No, absolutely not. At this particular not. moment in time. But we did just talk to a, to a gentleman outside in the area where we broadcast. There is a lot of industrial things, and uh, apparently they're moving a 300-ton uh, like metal, metal press, yeah, thing. metal press, and the, they're it's, just the, everybody's a buzz outside. It it's is, very, it is like everyone's a Twitter yes. out there. Everyone's just like, for, yeah, he's just like, and the guy we were talking to, you know, they're they're metal workers, so they're like, like big, like husky dudes, and he's just like, yeah, he's like, it's gonna be a sight to see. You guys should check that out. <laughs> Three hundred ton, you know, press, and they're it's a huge to do out there. It is a big to do. It's There's, gonna be it's a metal press parade. Yes, outside there of are our lots of people outside in the streets. This is this is the highlight of the week, I think, right here. It's what's going on. So if you do hear that. That is uh, that is what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, but besides that, yes, we have a fantastic show lined we up. We sure do, today. and then I want to hear all about that text message that you just talked about. Yes, yes, I will explain that. So coming up here in just a little bit, earlier today, we interviewed Jackie Cation. Who we've had on the show before. You might know her as the um, host of her podcast, very popular podcast, very funny, uh, The Dork Forest. Indeed. And she is just hilarious. She's fantastic. And uh, she's not in town yet. She doesn't get in town till tomorrow. Um, but she's got a couple of different shows and she'll talk all about that. And we're going to replay the interview here um, just a little bit. Just a little bit on this show. So you will get to hear Jackie. And it's awesome. Yes. So, all right. Uh, and so, with that, a couple yes. other things too. Just just coming up in the show, just so you know, it is Friday. So that means it is Dr. Science Day. So if you are listening live, go to oh, funemploymentradio.com slash live. And uh, throughout the show, you can enter in your science questions, your worldly universal questions. And Dr. Science will answer those here at some point. Dr. Science will give you the answers you need. Dr. Science will we'll, give you no answers that you need. We'll he will expunge, give you a bunch of jibber-jabber. Expunge knowledge all over your uh, brain tubes. So Your brain tubes? Yeah, Ew, don't yeah. ever say that. <laughs> all through your orifices so that knowledge soaks in and just kind of sucks Gets it up Gets in right all in those there. holes. Okay. Gets in all the, Yeah, you'll have to shower several times to get okay. rid of it. All right, so let me explain this text. So as I've, as I've talked about this many times before, I do live next door to some meth heads. My neighborhood is great. I own a home. Mm-hmm. Everything's wonderful about my neighborhood, except for my direct next door neighbors. And for if you've listened to this show for any amount of time, you know that uh, I have talked about them quite a bit. And 
when summer comes around, they become more active. Mm-hmm, the heat that stirs the crazy. It stirs them up. They decide to go out and steal more. They they have to acquire more metal. It's what keeps them going. Mm-hmm. And with this, well, how excited would they be about the three hundred ton? Um, oh my metal god! Press? Oh, oh god! Heads would be exploding. If they, were, I could see them out there not having any idea how to haul that thing, like backing up their truck to it and trying to tie a rope to haul it off. Oh god! I could see them trying to do Wearing that. Actually, their that tires be, down until they're putting divots into the pavement. Actually, that would be hilarious. That would be kind that of would hilarious. be that would be funny. I would like to see that. So, uh, with that though, they uh, the since the the heat stirs them up, gets them all going, and there's a new batch of meth heads. There's a younger crew that's now hanging out there, maybe living there. Hard to say who lives there. And they don't seem to understand the boundaries that have been set up between myself and the older meth heads over the years. So okay. it used to be really bad. They used to steal cars and tear them down in front of my house. Put them house, on blocks in front of your house. Put yeah. them on blocks overnight. And eventually, I called the police on them so many times, had enough confrontations with them. They understood don't fuck with my side of the property line. Stay on yours at least. Mm-hmm. At least that. At but, least. And, then, and this has been years. They were there before I got this house. And apparently they're going to be there afterwards because uh, they they seem to... Because they can do no wrong. They can do no wrong. The police Mm-mm. do absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing about it. Portland Police, thank you. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> Actually, I have a question for Portland Police that's going to come up here in just a minute because I believe we have some officers that listen to the show. So... So with that, with these newer guys, they don't understand the boundaries, and they've decided to go ahead and extend their property line to oh, in no. front of my house. No. To now, that's part of their territory for, from what they understand. They're encroaching across the DMZ zone and coming into my side Uh-oh. of the land. That's not good. It's not good. It's not good. Well, maybe you need to, I mean, if they are new, maybe you need to tell them the unspoken laws or, you know, just like the actual laws that should be enforced. Well, yeah. The fact that they shouldn't be on your fucking property. The real laws ha- hold nothing for them because they're not enforced. So it doesn't really matter to them what the real laws are. So I get this text. For, this is from my roommate, Chris, saying, uh, yeah, there's a meth head party out in front of our place. Holy crap. This is while uh, we were down at our cornhole league mm-hmm. that we participate in and. If you don't know what that is, well, you can you can look that up. No, we'll talk about Let it your in imagination. a few. We'll talk about it in a little wild. bit. Yes, <laughs> um, and uh, and he had just was just leaving the house, and so he was he he saw it as he was heading out, and I'm like, okay, that's uh, basically actually I'll read exactly what uh, what my text reply back was. Oh fuck that! In front of ours, call the police, and um, I, or and then I followed that up with saying, or give me the details, and I will call. It's war. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so since he was going, he was going to work or, or school or something. He's he's always going somewhere. So he he wasn't able to call. So I did, and I had him send in a description of what was going on. And he said there were uh, uh, four four plus Caucasian males, two cars, one male passed out in the back seat. Apparently, one of the guys was passed out. They were all out there drinking, sitting on my lawn. <gasps> on your front lawn? On uh, my property? Yeah, yeah. That's where they were hanging out oh. because they apparently think that that's theirs now. They do not know the unwritten rules. And, and written, we must say. Well, yes, and clearly legal laws. Yeah. Like I said, those don't apply. But just the rules of the neighborhood never, ever come onto my property. No. Ever. And so they were out there. They had uh, two cars parked there, I guess, blasting music. They were there for over an hour, um, apparently, that he saw and then when, when he left. So um, I called the police. Good. And uh, uh, they apparently sent somebody over over there because I wasn't near there, so it would have taken me a while to get back. And then it would have looked really bad because once I came over there, 
obviously it would have been, been me who called it because mm-hmm. I would have had to walk through them to get to my property. Oh, and God. let alone I wouldn't have been able to not say anything. I would have had to say something and that probably wouldn't have been good for me. Um, so they, I guess they came by and maybe broke it up. But the thing is, it is getting worse and worse and worse. And especially with these newer, younger guys there, there, there is newer, constantly- Newer, younger, faster. Yes, faster methods. There are constantly cars being parked out in front of there where they just sit, like three people will wait in the car and one person will go to the house and walk back and forth between the house and the car over and over for about a period of 10 minutes and then they'll take off. This happens consistently throughout the day. So they're clearly dealing again. Oh, like they, God. they have ramped up, ramped up so much of what's going on over there. I am really tired of it. So I want to do this. This is what, uh, and I, I thank you for letting me uh, kind of go off on my little tirade. Oh, here, that's but, fine. Um, I want to do this. I don't have a lawn for anyone to sit in, so I don't have anything to yeah. compare it to. Oh, man. There have been so many times. Did I ever tell you about it? I might have talked about this a long time ago. There was one day when, um, this was a few years ago, when... I kid you not, we were having a party. Okay, this may not be politically correct type of thing, but we were going to have a party at my house. It was it was a white trash-themed party. And basically you dress up. Why is up, that? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Some people, people get all little, up in a, a jumpy. Yeah, a little jumpy a little, at that stuff. A little skittery about that. Yeah. No, we were having a white trash party. Basically, you, know, you dress up and like uh, cut up. You, you dress up like the methods. Essentially yeah. is what you do. Mm-hmm. You wear, wear some, wear some <laughs> cut-off jorts and walk around. You know, it's, it's a lot <laughs> hey, of fun. Hey, hey, you leave jorts oh, out of your sorry. mouth when you're talking about meth heads. Sorry, I didn't mean to associate you with that. And, uh, and Jorts can be fashionable as well said, as functional. Well, this was a few years ago, and we were having the party, and it was before anybody actually showed up. So it was just me and a couple of roommates that were there in the house getting ready for people to arrive. It's like an hour early. And my roommate at the time, Josh, comes running out of his room. He's like, holy shit, there's somebody pissing in our yard. <laughs> this is in the middle of the day. This was going to be like an afternoon party. So this was maybe like noon or one. And I look out the window and there is a very methy looking woman squatting in the front yard, oh, God, pants squatting. down, going to town peeing with this other dude just kind of standing there hanging out while she's doing that. And I'm just like, oh, oh my God, that's actually happening right now. This is really happening. So I open the door and I just, I didn't even know what to say. I'm just like, hey. Like, because what do you say? What, like, are, what are you doing? Like you're peeing in my yard. Clearly, you know this is wrong. I'm like, hey. And, she's, and she just like looks up and she's like, oh, sorry. And just kept on going. She didn't stop. Well, I guess you can't, can't stop. Yeah. She finished up her business and then stood up. So I got to see her basically bottomless as Ew. she uh, racked up her pants. Did she give it a little a shake, shake, shake? Uh, there was a little shimmying going oh, on. Oh, God. A pantsless woman shimmying in your shimmying front yard. Shimmying in my front yard. And, uh, and the... I'm like, what are you doing? Don't pee in my yard, is is what I told her. And the guy's like, okay, man, sorry. Like, it was my fault. Like, I should be, uh, I should feel wrong for kind of uh, putting him How out. How dare you? For putting in- them out, yeah. Uh, interrupt her midstream. For scolding them, yes. You for, are just a this. horrible person. Yeah, this is, and that's the kind of territory I don't want to get back to. And this is what I'm worried about with these guys starting to hang out in front of my yard again. Well, so, I mean, it seems like you've really been able to build a rapport with the older method. So, I mean... What do you? It seems like not you so put much in, a rapport, but an rapport, understanding. Not a rapport, but an understanding. Yeah. So what I'm going to say is like, and that took years, and now mm-hmm. there's a new crop of them. Clearly, it's not working. So what are you going to do? Well, this is what I want to do because I have tried every legal route possible. I have written letters to the police. I've called. I've done everything that I'm supposed to do, you know. And they have done nothing. So I want to call them out. So attention. Portlanders, if you are a Portland police officer, and I know that we have some that listen, would you please email me 
um, I'd like to speak to someone on what I can do with this and why nothing has been done. <gasps> could we have them like on the show? I would love to have someone on the show. If and we could, could we even do it anonymously? Sure, absolutely. If somebody wanted to be anonymous, or if somebody from the police department wants to come on, like I'm not, I'm not gonna berate someone or anything like that. But I, I need to know an answer. Like, you why is nothing being done yeah. about this? You call the police more than anyone I have ever met in my entire life, and all legitimate, all for all legitimate reasons, and it's happening all the fucking time. Yeah. It is, it is past the point of ridiculous. I it can is. see why you're frustrated. It is. So I am calling out Portland Police. Please get a hold of me. Funemploymentradio at gmail.com. I'll get you all my contact info if you do that. And let's, uh, let's talk about this because I would like some answers. And so probably what I'm going to do later today, too, is I'm also going to call them out on Twitter because I know that they, uh, they use Twitter. Haven't you done that before and they just ignored it, though? Um, they, they responded once. That was during the mayoral election. And they they did. They kind of sloughed it off. But now I want to go full full on for this. So um, follow us at Fun Imp Radio. Um, and and if I don't know if we want to put this from the Fun Imp Radio account. Sure. Or, oh, okay, absolutely. If you're fine with that. No, no. This is you know this is your house. That that is where you live, and this is the city that we live in. And something should be fucking done about it. It, it it's, should. It's, it's past the point. Again, it's past the point of ridiculous. It, it is. It's 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 gone on too far. And I like know it's it's funny, but now they're moving into your yard. Like the fact is yeah. that they are so comfortable that they feel like they can get away with fucking anything. Yeah. Because since the cops clearly aren't doing anything, they feel like they can sit in other people's property and sell their fucking drugs and piss in your yard and do whatever. Yeah. That's messed up. Yeah. Oh, uh, Loki is saying contact uh, the PTA. Um, cause I, cause I am near a school. I've tried that too. I've tried calling the school to see if they'll do anything about it. And they don't, they, they just don't do anything. So I've, I've gone, I, I, it's gone nowhere with that too. So I, I really don't know what route I have. Like I'm, I'm running out of options on what I can possibly do. And that's why I'm calling this out. So I'll post something from our account, uh, attention at Portland police. If you follow us on Twitter at fun Up radio, when you do see that go up, if you don't mind retweeting it, let them know that there's a little bit of attention. And really, that's all I want. I just want some answers. Yeah, I want. I want somebody to now. Speak let me ask this: Would you be willing to go to like a PTA meeting? I I could. Yeah, I mean, I guess I could go. Or I mean, I'm yeah. sure that like uh-huh. high schools at this point too have, you know, like Twitter pages or something. Maybe you could tag them and be like, "Hey, are you aware that this is happening within mm-hmm. you know the school, like within the like the area around the school?" Yeah, like okay. it's within like 500 yards or something. And yeah. you're cl- I think you're within that. Oh, easily. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, so yeah, I could try. I could try that. I, I I guess, I guess I will. I will try that. I'll see how I can get a hold of the uh, parent teacher association because you're right. I guess I just called the school themselves. So I'll try that route as well to see if maybe that's something else that can go on. Uh, Chad in Beaverton, of course, if you know the Portland area, Beaverton is on the west side, and uh, he says, "Greg, you chose to buy a house in the mighty southeast. Why is any of this a remote surprise?" Well. The thing is, Chad and Beaverton, I hear he's an asshole. The <laughs> <laughs> thing is, my neighborhood really is pretty nice, and um, it's it's actually a, a great a great area. Just these one holdovers. It really is. I have a ton like, of friends that live in that area. Lots of it's, like it's young nice. families, like yeah. a lot of like you know people living on their own and like business people. Like it's a nice area, minus that corner. Yeah. Like a holy mother of God. <laughs> I mean it's ridiculous. It's like something written out of a movie. It is. It is like without with the plethora of things they have out in front with I don't even think that they have functioning windows anymore. I think last time I drove by they had like different things like blocking in the windows. Oh yeah, no, I don't know if they actually have any glass in the windows anymore. I I'm, I'm not sure cuz they yeah. they put boards up. They break them all the time. So uh, I haven't actually checked there. I'll t- I'll take a look and see if they actually have any windows right now or if it's just boards. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it's, it's, something's got to be done. So that's that's all I've got. That's what I want to say. Um, if you are 
or if employee, you know somebody, or if you know somebody with the Portland Police, please get a hold of me. I want to speak to someone and try to get to the bottom of it. And this. you want this, to understand this, why nothing is being done about this. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And honestly, it is. It's dangerous, and there is a school near, and it's dangerous to that. I mean, you you just you can't have this. Can't have this. Mm-mm. So it's it's a safety issue. It's fair. As as much as it entertains me to hear your stories, like when it starts <laughs> to get onto your property. Yeah, that's when it exactly. That's too far. That's when it starts to become a, a, a that's real too problem. Far. Like to I don't care if like the police are saying mm-hmm. yeah, it's because it's contained in one certain area. Like obviously it's not contained. They're spreading out. They're spreading out no. again. So um I will uh yeah, please uh, please get a hold. And when we do post that up on Twitter, if you don't mind uh retweeting it, you know, and it's just gonna be a straight up at Portland Police, we need to speak to someone about this or whatever it is that we write. It'll, mm-hmm. it'll be something well-worded, you know, not angry, but I do want a response. Yeah. I, I want a response. So that is what is going that – is, that, that's what I'm going to do. So thank you for, uh, for indulging me with this. But, God, it's driving me insane. No. I'm a man pushed too far, Sarah. A man pushed to the edge. I'm backed into a corner. You're backed into a corner. You're a tiger ready to strike. I wish I could hire the A-team. Oh my god! Is so it? Do you think there is any? <laughs> there isn't an eighteen. Ba Baracus would straighten this out in a second. He sure would. He would get this. He would get this all straightened out. I need. I need to find Ba Baracus. That's what I need. I need Mister T to show up and straighten this out. Maybe you need to be your own Mister T. I, I can't. I can't even pretend to be that badass. Okay. No. 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 It just wouldn't work. Maybe. Maybe we could get Keelan to shave a mohawk and pretend to be Ba Baracus. And go over there. Keelan, would you do this for me? Keelan, will you please do this for Greg? <laughs> I'm sure he's going to love that. <laughs> um, so, so anyway, there but we the, go. But the reason that you didn't get to witness the fucking meth head party in your front yard was because yesterday we were at our cornhole league. Yes, we were. We were Which at a cornhole league. So cornhole, the game of awesome. uh, tossing beanbags and drinking beer. That's yes, pretty much what it that's is. That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. But it is a league that goes on during the summer here at a local establishment and... Lo and behold, what team won last night? I can't remember. What team What team won the entire thing last Greg, night? Greg, I'm pretty sure that it was our team that won. It was won. our team that I, won. I'm pretty sure that I, Sarah Dillon, threw the winning beanbag. Yes, you did. Oh, my God. It was glorious. Yes, you did it indeed. It was so glorious. So let me tell you. So we've won once. So every so basically it's an accumulative league. And really quick, if you don't know what cornhole is, a cornhole is basically two wooden boards that are angled toward each other, probably about a good 30 feet apart, with a hole cut in the middle of them. And you throw bean bags full of like dried corn instead of beans. And you try to uh, throw the bag into the hole. Yeah. That's what she that's, said. That's pretty much that's what it, it is. That's it. And you get a certain amount of points for throwing it in the hole, landing on the board, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, so we're in a cornhole league. And it's really fun, but people are really serious about it. Well, there, some people are. I mean, it's just supposed to be an excuse to drink beer and, and you know, be outside and just kind of have fun for a while. But, yes, yeah, some people get really serious. Yeah. They get a little angry. And it was, But it's fun. And, you know, and I'm not going to say that's not us because sometimes I get a little angry. Oh, yeah, too. sometimes I do, too. No. But yesterday we were on. We were on pretty good. We were on pretty uh, good. Our whole team was. So, uh, and so, so it comes down to – so there's basically this one team that we call the Ringers that it's this guy and his dad who are really nice, but they are really fucking good. They are good. Yeah. They have never been beaten. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't think I think they've only lost like two or three games. It's not very often. That it's they not lose. very often. They won the league last year and I think the year before as yeah. well. And so we were uh, against them in the finals. Yes, they're a cornhole league finals. And we were against them in the finals. <laughs> this sounds so ridiculous. It's so silly. Out loud. It's, it's so-, so silly. It's so silly. <laughs> and so we're playing in our cornhole league finals. And so it's me and, and Tristan, uh, T, one of the, the co hosts to, to Keelan for Rip City Bad Boys. Yes. And so. Airing uh, tomorrow. Yes. Also on the Fun Employment Radio. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, it was Tristan and I because we have four people on our team, so we'll alternate out people. And so it came time for us to do the finals, and it was Tristan and my turn. And so we're playing against uh, the ringer and his dad. And uh, 
and we fucking won. We got it because you, you played at 21 points, and we were tied at 20 to 20, and I had one bag left. Scary. You did it though. I did it. You came through clutch. I did it. It was I fucking came through clutch. I you threw hit it, it at the buzzer and it landed. Yep. And then Tristan and I just put like, Rah! it yeah. was the greatest thing ever. And you went a bar tab, so we ended up. So <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's really all it is. You <laughs> win a twenty dollar bar tab. We're making this thing sound epic, but it, it is it fun. It is so fun. It I mean, good. if you can hear how excited we are about this, I mean, clearly you can tell that it's fun. <laughs> and it's just so it's so ridiculous. It's silly. But we won. And yes, we've never we beat. We have never in the in the four years we've been in this league, we have never beaten that team. No, so no. I just gotta say it was it was a it was Champions. a poignant moment. Champion, it was very good. That's and you know what, what good spirits we are. We took our bar tab and we bought them shots. Well, that's what you do. That's what one does. That's what that's you what do. winners do, Greg. That's <laughs> <laughs> we're gracious, generous. Winners. I know, and people weren't believing us. Like when we walked over to talk to like Keelan and Scott, they're just like, "Oh, did you guys lose?" I'm like, "No, <laughs> we won." Well, they're in like, all fairness, the, no, I didn't expect to yeah, win. Yeah, in all fairness, that's that's a that would be the safe assumption is that we would have mm-hmm. lost them. So no, I was just preparing to lose. Yeah. Because I was go. already like talking to um to the dad on the team, and I was already like, "All right, so you're gonna buy, you're gonna when you get that prize money, you're you're getting us shots, right?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, we'll get you shots." <laughs> so did cornhole, and then after cornhole, my friend, uh, my dear friend Summer, was the first one to alert me to the, the thing that we were talking about yesterday, which of course is Sharknado. Sharknado, which was happening last night. So uh, n- uh, there's another bar near our cornhole league that has multiple TVs, and Summer actually went across the street, and she then she went and talked to the bartender, and she's like, "Hey, this movie called Sharknado is coming on. Can we put it on the TV?" <laughs> <And> sure <laughs> enough, <laughs> sure enough, the bartender was like, "Sure." So we did end up seeing. I, I saw about half of Sharknado last night. Wow! And how was it? It was glory. So it stars. Um who was it? Who's in it again? I, oh, it's Ian Tara Ziering Reed. Tara Ian, Reed. Yeah, Tara Reed, Ian Ziering, and I uh, can't remember his name, the dad from Home Alone. The dad from... Oh, the dad from Home Alone? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's actually a good actor, though. Mm-hmm. That guy's been in a ton of stuff. Why is he in a sci-fi Sharknado movie? Because it's amazing. Do you realize how... Oh, what, that's is, sad. Do you, <laughs> do you realize, like, what this is doing for Tara Reed's career? I shit you not, I was looking online today, and Tara Reed's already giving interviews saying like she would be she she's on board for a Sharknado too. <laughs> she's like I'd love to do it. Anything and I would love to be involved with anything. People with are it. paying attention to me. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. much what that is. No, it's I mean good for her. Oh yeah. Like she's, you know, you got to take that shit and run. All right, I'll watch it. I did I've seen Sharktopus. Right, that's how it was. Or was it Octo Shark? No, Sharktopus. Sharktopus. There's Sharktopus and then there was uh Great White versus Giant Octopus or mm-hmm. something like that or Giant shark versus mega Keelan's octopus. putting it succinctly and he was like, that goddamn movie was a national event. It was. <laughs> it it was. was. I'm seeing like people, I, I can't remember, it was somebody, uh, like a quite famous writer on Twitter or something was writing in there. It's like, I can't believe there was an, ever a day in my life that I didn't have the word sharknado in my vocabulary. He's like, I feel like I'll never be able to live again without talking about that all the time. Uh, well, and I, I did uh, see something about it today, too, that I guess at the peak there were 5,000 tweets a minute about sharknado. <laughs> That yeah, is I saw uh, some douche, good on him. I saw good some douche like, complaining about how, like, oh, gosh, why is everyone talking about Sharknado when it's like, you know, there are all these other problems in the world. It's like, duh, people talk about Sharknado because they don't want to talk about all the shitty problems in the world. <laughs> That's true. Everybody's aware that there's a lot of shitty stuff. You know what's great about this country? Sharknado. <laughs> That's great. It unites everybody. It has Tara Reid. It has sharks killing people left and right. It's sharks versus humans in a tornado form. It doesn't get better than that. <laughs> Sharknado. Sometimes you just gotta give in to the stupid. 
Yeah. You just have to. You know, you don't always have to be. Is that going to be the title? That should be the title of your book. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to give in to the stupid. Yes. Just give in to the stupid sometimes. <laughs> it doesn't all have story. to be all fucking hardcore all the time. Just sometimes enjoy something for the sheer stupidness of it. <laughs> just enjoy it. You don't have to. It doesn't have to be something smart. You don't have to learn something from it. Well, you can learn. You can learn how to defend yourself from the very, um, <laughs> from the very well-skilled Tara Reed as to what to do. If a Sharknado occurs. But now, Greg, let me tell you this. I did do some research today, and I wasn't alone. I looked at some people online. You did some research? One of the questions that was on everybody's (laughs) minds this morning was, uh, Bean, I think that's a genius idea. One of the questions on everybody's minds was, could a Sharknado actually happen? (laughs) That that was the serious question on everyone's mind. I swear to God, there are scientific fucking stories out there today telling people how a Sharknado isn't plausible because people now believe that Sharknados could happen. Are you really? I'm serious. I'm serious. Oh, see, now this just went from fun to just sad. There's that many stupid people that actually There's think that not stupid. I think that people I think that like maybe but also I think that maybe these publications are doing it in a way to like uh, to like engage with pop culture. You know what I'm saying? Like they're okay. saying it just like I don't think people are like can a Sharknado happen? I think maybe they're just <laughs> Could you, you know be hit by a Sharknado? Yeah, exactly. Wow. Well, can you? What was the... What was the... the consensus is no. 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 No Sharknados. Or could it? Should we be in fear of a Sharknado? Well, I do have a friend in the other room that I, I'm pretty sure uh, he actually watched the movie last night, too. So maybe oh, he can, God. Maybe he could give a review of what he thought, because it is about his people. And so... It was suggested by Bean, and I think that um, it probably is a good idea to have perhaps Sharky give his give his opinion. You on mean your stick toy where you pull the trigger and the mouth moves on uh, a little you shark mean, head? You mean my spirit animal that's hanging out in the green room? Yeah, he's here. He came. He came to play. He wanted to talk about it. He's just like, Sarah, I know this is... A, I can't do his voice, clearly, because he has such a unique voice. But he just told me, he's like, Sarah, what's up? He's like, all right, I know that there's this... These are the voices in your head that speak to you. No, no, I mean, I can't speak for him. He's in the green room. Oh Why can't I, I'm, talk, I'm relaying our conversation from earlier. So he's like, Sarah, hey, listen. It seems like, uh, you know, sharks are kind of on the, on the edge of... The, the, they're the pulse of pop culture right now, and I kind of want to give my two cents. I, too, watched Sharknado, Sarah. This is what he was telling me. He's like, I, too, watched Sharknado. The voice in your head was telling you this. No, Sharky did. He's in the green room. I told you that. Okay. Uh, so he told me, he's like, I, I watched it, and uh, I have some thoughts about it. And he said that his thoughts were so good that he wanted to put it into a poem and tell you about it. So I think that maybe a little bit later uh, I should probably have Sharky. You know, since this is kind of, you know, happening in pop culture right now because people will probably forget about Sharknado by Monday. So we have to do it today. So I think Sharky Unfortunately, could... we probably won't have enough time. Oh, so I, think I don't we'll think we'll we'll I think we'll have time. I think we'll have time. Well, we've got a lot of stuff to get to, and so we, we probably won't have enough time for that, um, for Sharky. Oh, I'm sure this, it won't be that long network. of a poem. I'm sure it'll be very succinct and well-written, just like all of his poems are. Yeah, well, we'll see if we can fit it in, but uh, it might have to be bumped and, no. to never, no, I'm ever pretty, happen. You ever. know what's funny is that uh, this is our show, and we can make it go as long yeah, as we want. Yeah, but we've got a tight schedule. A tight schedule. Well, to I, keep I here. do have tropical summer to get to this afternoon, but I think I could wait a few extra minutes. Wow, Sarah, giving to the people right now. Yes, very, very giving, very tough, very tough experiences you're you're going through right now, having to get to tropical summer. All right. Uh, well, we do. Uh, we actually do have a ton of stuff to get to. Um, 
Let's see. Should we go ahead and play uh, our interview? Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's, do, let's this. do that. So yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, well, so Jackie Cation is going to be here in town tomorrow, which is Saturday. She's going to be recording a live podcast of Dork Forest. Mm-hmm. At the Hawthorne Theater. At the Hawthorne Theater at 7 p.m. Then she's doing a live stand-up show at 10 p.m. Yes, and if you have never seen Jackie in person, she is fucking hilarious. That's that's just the easiest way to put it. She is a really, really funny, very nice person. She is just genuinely sweet and genuinely hilarious. Like a, a yeah. really, really funny comic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she's, and so she's just recently been on Conan. Um, mm-hmm. She's um, She's great. And uh, so she's going to be doing two shows at the Hawthorne on Saturday and then another one on Sunday where she's going to be taking part in the um, competitive erotic fan fiction. Yes. And where they're basically they, – they get to pick a topic and write erotic fan fiction about yeah. said topic. So it's her, Shane Torres, uh, Sean Jordan, a bunch of uh, – Ian Carmel. Like, yeah, Ian Carmel, a bunch of really funny local comedians. Yeah. all get up there and they compete – for the most ridiculous erotic fan fiction from you know anything that they can come up with. Yes. So it can be like My Little Pony erotic fan fiction. It could be. Yes. It's fantastic. So uh, we interviewed her earlier today because she's uh, she's not in town yet. She comes into town tomorrow. So we, we interviewed her via phone, via the Skypes. Via the Skypes. And, uh, and we've got it right now. So why don't we go ahead and, and play that and uh, hear from Jackie, and then we'll come back, and we've got, we've got a ton of other stuff to we get do. to. We do. Ton of stuff. All right, maybe I should uh, go and check on Charlie. Probably no time for that. Probably no time for that. All right, here we go. Here is Jackie Cation. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. All right, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio and joining us now, our friend Jackie Cation. (laughs) Hilarious, Jackie. (laughs) Hi, Jackie. How have you been? I have been uh, busy like a bee, like a, like a non-extinct bee, like wandering around, <laughs> pollinating, <laughs> um, leaving falling your mark. apart, that analogy, that analogy is falling apart. I'm good. <laughs> How are you? Oh, doing great. Well, the last time that we talked to you, well, it seems like you've been very, very busy since the last time. I'm noting that you just uh, actually went on Conan a couple months ago. I know it. Oh, I know so it. Great. Very, I'm so excited. It was my first late night set, so uh, I've, I'd never been on the late night. I'd not even done Craig Kilborn back in the 12th century. <laughs> <laughs> so was it everything so, you ever imagined it to be, and more? It kind of was. I mean, they they. The thing is, is it turns out late night television is not a hobby. It is not a coffee shop where there's going to be a blender going off at some point during my set. They're uh, they're good people. They they want it to be as comfortable as possible. Millions will be watching, so they try to make it as as comfortable as possible, which was awesome. That's good. What is the what is the green room like on a Conan yeah, O'Brien set? Yeah, I want to know that. You know what? It is. Um, just well, here's the thing: you you get a dressing room and a green room, and the dressing rooms are off the green room, and the green room has a bunch of people. Like that's where all your friends and your your manager and your agent or whatever. That's where everybody and like the writers and just people can hang out because there's TVs to watch the show, and there's food. And then in your dressing room, there is, um, like there's a door. and there's a tv and then there's there's fruit and food as well but there's a door (laughs) and you can block out all those people and uh and have your own uh freak out or non-freak out or chill out to before you go up okay so it's not full of hookers and cocaine or anything like that well bill maher did do the show with me (laughs) so uh I'm uncertain what was happening in his dressing room. Yes, but behind his closed door. You don't know for right. sure. He had his own closed door, and he uh, 
he he does enjoy a lady and an adult substance. So, uh, well, good I don't on think, him then. I don't think I'm t- I'm speaking out of turn. I don't oh, think no. that this is a mystery for anyone. No, I don't think anyone's shocked. <laughs> <laughs> well, so there's that happening. Then how's the podcast been going? Oh my God, it's. Uh, People are discovering what a podcast is, yep. and I seem to be, things are going well. Things, uh, uh, can I swear? Yes, uh, yes I, you can. I don't know, because people, it's weird, because you know, you do you do your art, right? You do your stand-up, you do your, your whatever you, your beating, mm-hmm. whatever your art is, right? <laughs> sure, and, puff painting. And, puff painting, <laughs> you're, you're rebuilding lawnmowers yep. from moped, or the other way, <laughs> engines, <laughs> and... Um, and so, and then you do it not knowing if anyone will give a shit, right? I mean, that's your whole thing. It's like, that, or that's my whole thing. I oh, that's our up yeah. the flagpole, see if anybody gives a shit. <laughs> and it turns out uh, people are beginning to do just that. Shits are being given, is what you're saying. <laughs> exactly. People are taking a dump and talking about me uh, right and left. What? That's less possible. But what I mean, <laughs> so yeah, so like the numbers of, uh, I don't, I mean, I don't know what all the numbers are because the numbers you get from the hosting of podcasts Mm -hmm. are sort of filtered through things. Plus, people download the show themselves and then repurpose it, like Stitcher. Oh yeah, 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 and yeah. and other other places. So you you're like, well, I don't really know what the numbers are, but they the numbers I have had access to have doubled, and then they doubled again. That's fantastic. That is amazing. In the last like four months, and I was like, what's 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 happening? What's uh, is, is something? You're doing something right, is what's happening. <laughs> exactly. People want to dork out about whatever <laughs> they want to dork out about. So I just had uh, one of the next episodes. Today's tomorrow's episode. Uh-huh. Uh, right now, I'm doing two a week. Because I'm kind of backed up because everybody is is on board. But I just did. Um, let's see. It was like I don't know how it went. Let me. Um, it was because it can be. It's Dork Forest, right? Mm, Dork Forest right. is the podcast. Yes. People oftentimes do not know what the hell that means. So allow me to tell you that it means um, uh, that it's Dork on Dork dialogue. Like people talk about what they love a lot. Mm-hmm. So. Like, um, let's uh, go back in time and talk about somebody famous, for example. I had, oh, Joe Starr, who nobody's heard of, is a great guy, but he talked about Transformers for an hour. He loves Transformers, <laughs> so he dorked out about that. Janine Garofalo and Maria Bamford were on the next episode. Uh, Janine likes to make a beaded necklaces okay. wow. and stuff, and Maria Bamford and Janine also dorked out hardcore on Susie Orman. Interesting. Really? Yeah, uh, Mike Kojis, a guy uh, my brother went to high school with, uh, <laughs> is uh, he dorked out about bicycles because nice. uh, he's in the bike industry. Allie Willis, who wrote uh, September and a bunch of songs for Earth, Wind, and Fire, including the theme to Friends. Really? Really? Yeah. And uh, she dorked out because she uh, she's from Detroit and she loves Detroit. So it can genuinely be about anything. So let me ask you this, since you're going to be doing the live taping of your podcast uh, coming up on Saturday, Saturday the 13th of July, um, and you're, yep. going to have, you're having Carrie Brownstein on as your guest, correct? Local Portland dork luminary. 
That's right. Well, do you know, like, when, you know, when you're going to have somebody on, have you already talked about the topic that you're going to talk about? Are you going to make it a surprise for the audience? Oftentimes I do. You know, she's pretty busy, too. So I emailed her and I said, these are some of the things that it can be. Like, I did what I just did. I rattled off what what people talk about, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. It could be ancient history. It could be Japan. It could be The Sims. I don't give a damn. <laughs> Let's talk about something, right? And uh, and so um, she. But all all I know is I'm taking questions from from people on Twitter. Like, if you have a question you'd like to ask Carrie Brownstein, and three people have asked me if I would ask them if she would marry them. Wow. Uh, wow. I, I was looking for something else. Yeah. I was looking for something more personal. You can help me out a little bit. Just don't, don't less <laughs> creepy questions, well, maybe. Right. Something that might not creep her out. Yeah. And um, so, but, you know, and the thing is, is I love Portlandia. I've, I've, I don't know, I know nothing about music. So I know, I've listened to some Sleater Kinney. Mm. I know she's in Wild Flag. And so I've I've been listening to a little bit of that, and people have questions about those those bands and stuff. So I figure I'll just dork out at her about Portland, and you know, and tell her my drumming circle story <laughs> that they possibly can work into next season, and uh, or whatever. Right? Make it an so hour long pitch just for your ideas. Okay, what about you, this? <laughs> don't you want to do like some sort of bossy Magoo PTA mom? That's me. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> don't let her leave until you have a spot. That's, that's what you have to do. <laughs> exactly. So do you do a lot of, uh, of live tapings in front of audiences or is this kind of a newer thing for you? No, well, it started, um, it started about a year and a half ago. I started mm-hmm. doing live ones and I was doing them monthly in la for about a year and then i started working the road too much i was doing it at the nerdist the nerd melt yeah theater and um and so we just haven't been able to schedule stuff or they are over me one of those two things <laughs> is happening because my schedule is such a freaking mess it's the scheduling that, thing it's the scheduling thing right that's what i'm gonna that's what i'm gonna or here's here's the third third, third idea they're not thinking about me at all no. uh, <laughs> they possibly <laughs> might be busy themselves <laughs> anyway, so, um, but here's the, 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 so, yeah, I, the first one I ever did was in Seattle, your arch enemy, uh, yes, Seattle, nemesis. our nemesis, uh, with, and, and I like to get a local dork luminary, right? Mm. So I did Ed Brubaker and Peter Baggy, you know, those guys or bag, I forget They're, they're comic book writers. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and Ed Brubaker, um, Captain America, he killed Captain America, brought him back to life. He writes a lot of noir. It's, he's great. Awesome. Okay, so then I would go everywhere. Like last year I was in Portland. I did another one at a theater. Oh, how am I, why am I spacing the damn theater? It was an all Jane and no dick comedy festival was the name of the comedy festival. Um, I saw that during Bridgetown, but I don't know if I saw it, but it wasn't at a theater. When it was its own thing. Yeah, yeah. that was and, a separate thing. So, and I did a live podcast with Chelsea Kane, who is from your fair city, oh, and yes. write creepy uh, serial killer, sexy uh, serial killer books, thirty-five languages. So wow. she was a big deal. And then, <laughs> and then I had I did Kevin Eastman, who wrote who who created um, the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, yeah, did yeah. You know that's that's fantastic. Did he just what? What did he talk about? Oh, 
Uh, was it just Ninja Turtles? Or, or did he just not want to talk about Ninja yeah. Turtles? Yeah. Uh, no, no, he talked about Ninja Turtles because ha- it was another situation where I was like, well, what do you dork out about? And then minute 54, I find out that he collects wiener dogs. And it, probably collecting isn't the correct term. They have as pets, him and his wife, uh, six wiener dogs. And uh, I was like, we could have talked wiener dogs. Uh, it was like another time. I picture, I picture Kevin Eastman with so much money riding around in a limo and just seeing somebody on the side of the road with a wiener dog, and the window just slowly Mine. rolls down. I will take your dog down. Like Orphan Annie. <laughs> would be, he did talk a little bit about the money and about how every five or ten years uh, the ownership of the Ninja Turtles will come back to him and Peter Laird, and then they'll just sell it again. Really? So they sell it for like a oh, interesting. Yeah, like yeah. he's like, and and at one point he said, "You want to do the Ninja Turtles on ice? Knock yourself out. Wow. Do whatever you want." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you know, because he said, you know, we started writing it as a parody, as a joke. I would imagine just the name of it, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Right. I mean, it was yeah. it was based on I guess Daredevil and the Teen Titans. Okay. And okay. so. It was it was sort of a mashup of those two things, and so, yeah. And I did, you know, I, I, I when I was in New York, I did one with uh, Jim Gaffigan and one with Wyatt Cenac. So yeah, I've been doing more and more live ones. I did. I just went to an anime convention. That's been the funnest. Did you dress and, up? Uh, I wore my Amelia Air hat. Okay. It's the <laughs> safest space in the world to wear your Amelia Air hat. Good. good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like I did, I've done two cons now. I've done two, like a science fiction convention and an anime convention, where we I do a live dork forest and then I do a live stand up show, and audiences are the greatest because they read. They're constantly reading. <laughs> they're, they're, they get as much Asperger's as I do, right? <laughs> We're all just doing our damnedest to fight the wind of autism that is blowing us towards. Social dysfunction. Well, and, oh, I was going to say, you're doing the double whammy on Saturday, too, because you're doing the taping on at 6, and then you're doing that, a stand-up show at 9, correct? Yeah, I think the seating starts at 6 and 9. The shows of themselves, I think, are 7 and 10. Gotcha. And, yeah, so Carrie Brownstein is my Portland guest on the Dork Forest, and then Whitney Street and John Washington are opening for me, local great Portland Abs- comics. Absolutely are opening stand-up comedy-wise for me for the stand-up show, and then I'm going to do uh, my stand-up comedy, which is uh, exceptional, quite honestly. <laughs> you is, really should come uh, out. We have seen you yes. uh, in your, pro- like in your, you know, up on stage doing your thing, and it is just a thing of magic. And thank you. Thank you very much. And then Sunday, and, uh, you're, com- you're competing yeah. in the comp- uh, competitive erotic fan fiction thing, yes, right? Yes, I am. Oh, I am God. going to erotically fanfic up uh, another Portland. I'm going to another Portland... Uh, a local reference. Do you get the impression I kind of like Portland? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but the uh, the fan fiction I'm writing, I don't even know. I don't think I'm supposed to tell, but I... We'll bleep it. If you else. want to say what it is, just so we know, then we'll, we'll bleep it. Uh, oh! Oh, that is can, going to be Don't bleep that. That's the best response ever. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Yep, that's going to be bleeped and people are yeah. going to be tortured. Yep. So that's why you have to go and check it out on Sunday. Trust me, what she just said is going to blow your mind. <laughs> it's very Portland-centric. Yes. And uh, and uh, yes, yes, I just, 
Yeah, like last time, I've done it one other time, and I did um, the Jay Peterman catalog. Do you remember that from Seinfeld? Yes. Oh, of course. That's of course. awesome. Yeah, so <laughs> that's real, first of all, the Jay Peterman catalog. I have ordered uh, drawings of clothing that never fit because you can't sell somebody a drawing, a watercolor drawing no, no. <laughs> of a scarf from Indonesia that Katherine Hepburn would wear if she were alive today. Uh, so it's not... And um, I, I did a mashup that with a with a Dungeons and Dragons dice artisan dice company. Oh wow! But they make it out of hardwood. I call it uh, bloodwood because they're all rare hardwoods. <laughs> <laughs> but they insist that it's sustainable. Quite honestly. <laughs> so. Oh god, that's gonna be funny. So it's a full weekend. See everybody out there. Now you have things to do all weekend long. Absolutely. Yes. Right. Friday and advanced tickets are ridiculously cheap at the Hawthorne. Oh, it's yeah. five dollars if you get them today. I, I, I think they're still available Friday. Because uh, the show's Saturday, right? Five dollars for the podcast, ten dollars for the the stand-up show, so fifteen dollars for the whole night. That's... You could go play your penny flute on the on the streets, and get fifteen dollars. And then and then I think eight o'clock on Sunday night for the erotic fan fiction thing with Ian Carmel and Shane Torres. Oh yeah, yeah, and that I think is ten bucks. Might be, might be fifty. I don't know what it is, but it's it's yeah, it's, it's ten uh, bucks before a fifteen day of, and that's. I'm looking at this lineup. That is going to be some competition. That's going to be hilarious. It's and the, the competition is so silly because you're just like, well, I'm already <laughs> nervous doing it. I don't care if I win. <laughs> <laughs> I just want it to be funny and not too gross. Or in some cases, Ari Shafir did it tonight. I was doing it. He's like, no, no, funny and super gross. <laughs> and <laughs> you're like, all right, all right, I get okay, it. I could see that with him. <laughs> well, He's very funny. <laughs> so uh, tickets are at HawthorneTheater.com, mm-hmm. and we'll yep. put up a link, to on our website for all of the amazing things that you're going to be doing here in Portland over the weekend. And uh, Yeah, Jackie, thank you so much for calling in, too, and taking some time to, uh, to chat with us. All right. Thanks for having me. <laughs> okay. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. That was the weirdest ending, too. It was kind of a weird ending. Yeah. I know, because I'm like, I know that she enjoyed herself, and she's like, all right. And then afterward, you know, we talked to the, the guest afterward, and we're like, oh, that sounded great. And she's like, oh, thank you so much. It was fun. But I don't know why she said, all right. <laughs> well, it's possible on the phone, too. It could have cut out a little bit. Yeah. She may not have heard exactly what was said. But either uh, way, she is fantastic. Yes. So here this weekend, uh, go check out Jackie. Yeah, and I'm actually, I'm going to go to the erotic, because I've always, uh, they had it during Bridgetown, too, and I've never actually seen it, the erotic fan fiction. Yeah. Thing. Oh, it's it's funny. Yeah. It's really funny. So yeah, there's a there's a bunch of comedians that are that are a part of it this uh, on Sunday too. So yeah, definitely go check it out and um, support Jackie. And also, if you listen to the Dork Forest, thank you for listening to FunEmploymentRadio.com. We appreciate. Do you want to do want to remind everybody too? If you are listening to our show, don't forget to go to FunEmploymentRadio.com and click on the Amazon link. Why, Greg, I'm looking right now, and our friend Carrie in the chat just said, Hi, oh, I just wanted to let you know I ordered from Amazon.com through Fun Employment Radio. Well, that is fantastic. Isn't that fantastic? Thank you, Carrie. Mm-hmm. You can go to FunEmploymentRadio.com, click on the Amazon link right there on the front page, and uh, then go about your business. That's all you have to do. One click helps us out, costs you nothing, nothing but a click. Nothing but that one time. Nothing but a click. click. Nothing but a click. Put that thing down. Seriously. Nothing but a click? I'm sorry. I don't even know how to properly explain to anyone who doesn't know what Sharky is to actually give an explanation of this. So I'll say this. If you have ever been to a coast town anywhere, you've probably seen the sticks 
uh, basically a, a stick with like an animal head at the top, and it's got a little trigger, and you click it, and the animal head goes up and down and opens. Sarah got one of these a couple of years ago after running Hood to Coast at the, at the Coast and in, Seaside. In Seaside. She has become weirdly infatuated and attached to this thing and gave it a voice for some reason. It is the most annoying I didn't give him a voice. It's his own voice. The, the sound of that clack... The sound of that click right there will drive me insane. It, you have like a visceral reaction to it. I hate it. I hate it so Greg much. Really hates it. It's not. He's not even like, like trying to be like funny about it. This sharky character that Sarah has has created is one of the most evil, vile things ever created. No one loves it. Well, he doesn't like you very much either. Wants it to go away and die. And so I'm going to help out with that. Well, that's I've, not I've, what I get I'm emails hearing. all the time. From people saying that they want uh, Sharky to go away. So well, I'm, I'm sorry that day will not be today because Sharky just told me that he just completed telling you about what he thought about Sharknado. So he's going to be uh, telling you that in a little bit. Well, if we have time. Unfortunately, we'll probably run out of time. Hey, Greg. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. And succinctly in the chat, Shockwave says, giving a name and a voice to a toy is slightly less weird than doing so for a tapeworm, Greg. <laughs> Dominic. Dominic. All right. Oh, my God. Oh, there we go. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. All right. So first up. So it's a a smaller world of crazy. However, it's a very crazy crazy. So I have three stories today. This, This makes sense. Yes. I have three stories today. Two of which are updates. Um, well, one of them is, is an update, and then the person did something else. The other one's an update from something that was disturbing from a few months ago. Both of these things, these, these things happened a few months ago. Okay. However, both of them were being tried and figured out this week. And then I have a third story, which is very disturbing. So here we go. All right. Rather crazy. Why are you adding clapping sounds now? Dude, I hate it when you bring out that fucking thing, because then you get all nutty and weird, and you do things that don't make any sense, like clapping into the microphone. All right, the first story... I am. The first story is about a man named Edwin Tobergda. Now, you might recognize Edwin Tobergda. (laughs) Would I? (laughs) Yes. Uh, From back in 2011, and I remember doing this story, when the then uh, 32-year-old man was caught having sex with his neighbor's pink inflatable raft in an alley. Do you remember this? (laughs) I do. I do. How can you forget something like that? Well, let me tell you. So he was, you know, uh, arrested for it and then released. So, of course, uh, this is the neighbor called the police after seeing him in the alley, uh, reporting that Edwin Tuberta was on top of the flotational device with his pants around his ankles. (laughs) (laughs) Then the suspect, when he saw that someone was watching, fled with the raft and was arrested a short time later. I mean, if the raft wasn't so fucking sexy and asking for it. Well, it seemed to still be asking for it because apparently... Two years later, now he has been arrested for having sexual relations with the same raft. Oh, my God, that poor raft. You mean the people kept the raft afterwards? I guess he kept the raft. Oh, he. Oh, wow. So he deflated it in 2011. However, last month, a witness saw him step out of his back door naked, then start to have sexual relations with the same rubber pool float. <laughs> so he likes to do it in public, too. He likes to do it in public. He likes people to watch. So now uh, Edwin is back in jail. (laughs) 
And he's been at re- arrested, wow, um, in the past four years, five years, he's been arrested five times other than having sex with the raft uh, for similar offenses. They don't say what the other ones were, but uh, and he's uh, been convicted for felony public indecency before uh, as well. You know, no means yes with all of those rafts. You know they want it. You're not allowed to go to Tropical Summer anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot about... If I do go down there, I could start using my dog Nope, skills. sorry. I already have enough people in my pool pass. You can't come. I don't care. I'll come down anyway. Nobody can stop me. You want to check out all the sexy rafts? No. Well, no. no. That's not what I call women, though. Oh, my God. All right, story number two. Next up, uh, this was from a couple months ago. This was from March. Uh, this woman's name is Christy Harris. Now, Christy Harris, you might rem- uh, remember as the one, uh, the woman who hid the semi-automatic pistol in her vagina. <laughs> she has now been sentenced to 25 years. Oh. Yes, uh, Christy Harris, who was caught, and remember this happened in jail. She was caught uh, in jail this March with a loaded gun in her vagina. Oh, and I forgot about this, too. And meth inside of her butt. Has been sentenced to 25 years in prison. She's really taking advantage of all of the... Uh, all the holes. All the orifices uh, The Ada, Oklahoma woman pleaded no contest uh, this week to charges including methamphetamine position with intent to distribute. God, how desperate are you for meth that you're taking butt meth? <laughs> it's a very powerful drug, Sarah. Uh, gun possession by a convicted felon and bringing contraband into the jail. So, of course, Christy Harris was arrested in March after drug dogs led cops to her car in a search of the vehicle and covered meth, drug paraphernalia, and a semi-automatic pistol. While in jail, Harris had told the female officer inspecting her that she did not want to lower her underwear for a contraband search because, quote, she was on her period. <laughs> she ended up having to comply, though, and the officer noticed a... God, I remember the story. A quote, uh. wooden and metal item sticking out from her uh, of her vagina area. Uh. That item turned out to be a loaded five-shot revolver. Oh, sorry. So the, uh, the semi-automatic pistol was in the car, the loaded five-shot revolver in the vagina. I got them confused. And the meth in the butt. Mm-hmm, and the meth was in the butt. Okay. Uh, the officer also retrieved from Christie's buttocks two clear baggies containing large amounts of a crystal substance. The substance turned out to be butt meth. <laughs> That's what I call it, butt math. I wonder how how much is being smuggled in my neighbor's orifices. Oh, don't think about your neighbor's orifices. I don't really want to. Now I can't not think about it, though. Don't do it. Man. That, maybe that's why they all walk funny. It could be. That's why they do their little waddle. Mm-hmm. Their meth walk. Maybe it's like uh, butt math waddle. Oh. You never know. It does make a little sense. So anyway, because of that, she has been sentenced to 25 years. All right. And finally, of course this happened... In a Walmart, but not in Florida, which is weird. This is out of Newcastle, Delaware. So this story is about a man named Frank J. Short. Now, Frank J. Short was arrested earlier this week for allegedly throwing a glob of his own semen onto the back of a 20-year-old shopper at a Walmart because later he told police he found the woman to be attractive. Oh, my God. Doesn't this happen a lot, too? In Walmarts, it seems. Because I swear we've had another Walmart story where this has happened before. No, this is a brand new one. Brand new. Yeah, because I don't remember this ever happening in Delaware. So this is what happened. So they were both in Walmart. Uh, The victim was texting when uh, Frank J. Short, 22 years young, allegedly walked past her and said, excuse me. Oh. Seconds later, she, quote, suddenly felt something wet on her buttocks, thigh, and leg. Oh, man. At first, she thought that 
Frank J. Short had sneezed or spat on her until she noticed this isn't my words, this is what they said a gooey glob just below her knee. Short then continued to follow the victim around Walmart until she was finally forced to take refuge in an employee's only area. Two workers there escorted her to the security office where she called the police. Delaware, uh, Delaware state troopers arrived at the store and charged the suspect with offensive touching with bodily fluid, harassment, lewdness, and disorderly conduct. When troopers interrogated Short, he at first uh, told them that he had accidentally flung some mucus on the victim after sneezing into his hands. Then, when that story wasn't sticking, he said that, no, 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 he he, that he threw some of his spit onto the victim, who he felt was hot. After further interrogation, he finally admitted to officers that he basically gets a thrill out of throwing his semen at women he finds attractive. Oh, God. Imagine how many didn't know. Oh, God. Uh, it is unknown if he carried the body fluid in a container or if he was holding on to it. No word yet on how long he's going to be in jail, but I'm assuming it's going to be for a while. And there you have it. That's your world of crazy. Uplifting stories. Yes. <laughs> Uplifting stories. I think that's the general rule right there that we just learned. Oh. Mm-hmm. A glob. Glob. Well, you know what I have? A what? glob of knowledge. I'd oh, like to throw gross. At Don't you fucking ever say that again. <laughs> so, uh, we I haven't need... seen. Yeah, I know people have been writing the questions, but the chat's going so fast, I didn't even see any of them yet. All right, well, why don't we do this? Um,. It is, it is coming up here, time for Science Facts here on Fun Employment Radio, where Dr. Science, as the kids call me, dispenses knowledge to everyone and corrects some of the things that are wrong that you might have learned in your, your science books and your, your factical, knowledgeable things. So with that, we need some questions. So if you're listening live, go to funemploymentradio.com slash live and enter into the live chat. Whatever question you would like answered about the world, about science, about the earth, the universe... Or whatever questions you may have. Seriously. Put them in there, and I will answer them. So why don't we do this? Let's Maybe we should take a break while people are putting sure, their we'll, questions we'll in. We'll take a quick one. We'll take a quick quick break. Sarah will gather the questions. Mm-hmm. Go, questions, now, please. And then give them to me, in which I will regurgitate knowledge Stop back it. To okay. I will expunge it from myself. Don't. Don't ever you. say glob of anything ever onto again. Onto the backs of your knees. Gross. All right. We'll be back here in a minute with more Fun Employment Radio. Gross. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. All right. Oh, boy. I'm just doing a little stretching here. Just stretching it out a little bit. Stretch it out. Sure. Stretch it out. I mean, when you're, when you're that full this, of when knowledge. You're, when you expunge as much knowledge as I'm going to, mm-hmm. it really taxes the body. Sure. So you got to kind of like stretch out a little bit. Okay. Do a little head roll. Okay. Helps get the get the blood flowing. Uh-huh. Stretches your brain because okay. you got to do some brain exercises. Sure. When people mention brain exercises, that's what they do. It's like doing squats with your brain. Do some lunges, some brain lunges. Can I get the knowledge? You've said the word squat out? way too many times that I'm comfortable with today. It's because I'm wearing my Squatch Hunter shirt. That makes no sense. Gone squatching. No, that's... Okay. All right, Greg. We do have some questions for okay, you. Okay, Dr. Science is here and prepared to answer your question. Just, just give me just a second. Oh, stop it. Jesus Christ. Sarah, I'm ready to answer the people's okay. questions. All right. Dr. Science, question number one. Yes. This comes from Ontario Dude. And yes. he says, Dear Dr. Science, uh-huh. why do most trees lose their leaves? Dr. Oh. Science, why do most trees lose their leaves? Well, that's a good question. That's a good question. Since he's actually, uh, I believe, from Ontario, Canada. 
I believe that um, you know a lot of uh, a, a lot of trees up there don't necessarily lose their leaves because it's more of a northern climate. So here is here is how I can ex- I, I can explain this. So you'll notice there's two different kinds of trees. The ones that lose their leaves and the ones that don't. Those are the only two types of trees that are out there. That's the only two in the world. Now, I have to explain a little bit about trees to, so that you understand the, uh, the, the physics of how a tree works. Trees are very, 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 very dumb. They're very dumb things. And the, the, where, the way that trees think and where their brain is, is actually in the leaves. So when you see leaves, it's kind of like a collective knowledge. Leaves are that's where they're their, thinking. That's their brains. Are. It's not their hair. No, that's what that's where the brains are. The brains are inside the leaves. So when you pull down a leaf and you see, you know, you rip it out. When you rip off a leaf of a tree, you're actually helping humankind because you're uh, helping dumb down that stupid, stupid tree so it can't think anymore. Now, trees, since they that is where their uh, their brains are, they're also very skittish creatures. And when it starts to get cold, they freak out. They get very nervous and they get freaking out because they obviously they like it hot and that's why they get pissed off when they're not in a warm climate. So in the in these areas where trees lose leaves, what's happening is they're like, "Okay, great. It's summer. It's nice. Oh, this is fun." It's in their stupid tree brains. "Oh, this is a good time." And then it gets cold. And they're like, "Oh no." And they start waving, they start shaking. That's why you see leaves like shake a lot in the in the fall. You'll see like a bra- you know branches waving. It's cause they're because they're freaking out because it's getting wind? cold, and they're they're pissed off. That's not because of the wind. No, not because of the wind. Oh no, I'm sorry. I no, the wind is what apparently. makes them cold, and that's why they start shaking. Okay. And so when they get that cold, they freak themselves out so much they start losing brain cells because they're shaking so much. Brain cells being the leaves. Brain cells being the leaves okay. that they lose them all, and they become just a big dumb stupid stick sticking out of the ground for all of the winter until it gets warm again and then they can start thinking again. That's why they can regrow their brains. So what it is, why some trees lose their leaves is because they're the really, really dumb ones. Now the smart trees, like the alpine trees, they don't lose their they don't they don't lose it. They're a little bit smarter. They're still stupid, but they're smarter than the really dumb ones. So that's why some trees lose their leaves because they're dumber than the other trees. Question number two. Yes. Dear Dr. Science, uh-huh. how does an electric fence work? <laughs> Dr. Science, how does an electric fence work? That's a very good question. That is a very, very good question. Okay, let's get to the bottom of how electric fences work. Now, not all fences are electric, Sarah. I don't know if you realize that. I, I did not know that. Yes, not all fences are electric. But you're, so you're just saying just some of them are. Just some of them. It's a common misconception. That's why a lot of people you see, they won't touch fences because they're afraid that they're going to be electric. But they're not all electric. However, there are some that are. And here's how they work. So essentially... What electric fences are, it's a regular fence, Okay. but they all come from the Midwest. Electric fences come from the Midwest. And why do they come from the Midwest? Because that is where there are so many storms. So there's a lot of storms. There's a lot of thunderstorms. What creates electricity? Oh, my God. Lightning. So if you ever go to Oklahoma, and I know some of our listeners from Oklahoma will understand this, like Oklahoma... Uh, Nebraska, some parts of Texas where there's a lot of storms and a lot of lightning storms, you'll see giant piles of fences 
that'll just be stacked up as high as they can go because what they're doing is they're waiting for a storm to come by and hit it with lightning. Once the lightning hits that fence, it's electrified for forever. It's, it's done. It's a it's, so, it's a closed for. circuit. So the so the electricity just keeps going forever and ever. So that's why it's such a big industry in the Midwest for electric fences, and um, and that's where they come from. So the reason fences are electric is because they've been struck by lightning, and they come from the Midwest. <clears throat> Greg, we do have one final question, and yeah. it is a little bit timely because this is something that we were talking about. Yes. Okay. Earlier. All right. <laughs> like I'm learning so much today. Greg, now, you know, I'd been speaking to you earlier about how there's some studies being done, like I was looking today, about the possibility of something happening. So I need to ask you, as Dr. Science, this question. Okay. Greg, is a Sharknado actually possible? And if it is, how would it work? <laughs> okay. Greg, <coughs> dear doctor, yeah, I'm not going to call you doctor. Greg, Greg Nog. Dr. Science? Dear Dr. Greg Nog. That's, that's not my name. Is a Sharknado actually possible? And if it was, how does it actually work? Okay. Is a Sharknado possible? Well, let's, let's just... <laughs> let's talk about what a uh, Sharknado is. A okay. Sharknado is a tornado full of sharks. It sure is. That can fly out and attack people, essentially. That's what, that's what it is. Is it possible... Or is it happening all the time and being covered up? The answer is B. So, Sharknados are not only possible, it's been a scourge of mankind for quite some time. Much like the cover-up of ancient aliens, Sharknados have been covered up for a long time, which is why it's a very bold move that Sci-Fi decided to bring this you're to really, life. You're, you're really using ancient aliens. As Sharknados happen only one way. And here's how they happen. So if you've ever seen any of the documentaries on, uh, on sharks or, or things like that, if you watch uh, water, water movies and things along those lines, you'll notice that sharks will sometimes gather in a certain area. And there's different types of sharks. There's one type in particular with a very odd-shaped head. And that shark is a hammerhead. Hammerhead sharks are actually... The leaders of all sharks. They're the leaders because they have... Well, they have a wider head, and so they've got a big brain, but they also get very, very angry. Much like trees, they get angry. A lot of things in nature get angry, it seems. So here's how a Sharknado happens. You'll get a bunch of sharks together, and when there's all kinds of different sharks in there, they all kind of hang out, but there's one type of shark that they all seem to pick on, and that's the hammerheads because they've got a weird-looking head. Even though they're smart, it's like they're the smart kids in class. And so, inevitably, they get picked on. Oh, sure. Hammerhead sharks get really mad. And what they'll do is they'll start swimming around in a circle really fast. And they bang their head on the ground over and over and over, sending shockwaves out. Now, as that happens, it it almost starts like a whirlpool. This whirlpool. So, the way that this, this can actually occur is that if enough sharks get together and pick on the hammerheads. And the hammerheads get pissed off enough. They can, in fact, create their own weather system in which a whirlpool will turn into a tornado. Now, as that tornado goes up, the hammerheads fly off. Did you see any hammerheads in Sharknado? No. You know, I only, watched the, the got first, away from uh, I only watched the first part of it. Hammerheads so. got, aw- got away from it because they're, they're smart and they're pissed off. And they get out of there. And what happens is this giant funnel will form full of sharks 
and cross onto the water. So yes, Sharknadoes are possible if you piss off enough hammerheads and make fun of them. This has been Dr. Science helping you with your science facts. Yes. Expunging knowledge all over you. I hope everybody's learned something today. Squirting lots I feel of like I've learned something. People. Yeah. I feel like I've unlearned a lot of things from that. Well, Greg, it's so funny that you actually brought up Sharknado because I do have something that I wanted to talk to you about. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm still trying to get over what I just, I have no idea what I just said. But Sometimes I think you like step outside of yourself. Kind of do. Well, you have to. You have to disconnect. <laughs> With your sanity disconnect. and your intelligence. Well, Greg, I do, uh, you know, it is Friday. So we do have one special guest that we need to bring on. Uh, I don't think we have time. Oh, I'm, I'm pretty sure that we do, Greg. Um, no, it's actually no, it's actually. Two. I think we should probably go What's fantastic is that he has actually made some time, and he actually came in, and he's right next to me, so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to back away now, and I'm going to let him take over my Unfortunately, microphone. Unfortunately, we're out of time. Because he has something that he, that he wrote to you. And Thanks for uh, tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. I think we're out of time. Nobody wants to actually hear from Sharky. I'm going to say this right now. I checked the chat, and I answered a bunch of emails, and we've just been getting slews of them, of people who are very pissed right, off. All right, Greg, well, I, it's already done. I'm already across the <sighs> Hi, Greg. Oh How are you today, Greg? I heard that that you were wondering about my opinion. Well, first of all, hi. It seems like it's been so long since I've seen you. How you been? You know, I actually don't answer that, Greg. Because I wrote a poem for you. And I want to read you my poem, Greg. Die, Sharky. I, I think that's very unkind of you, Greg. You don't see me over here going, wow, your face is really ugly. And I want to bite off all of your hair until it starts to naturally recede from your old age. But I don't do that, Greg. I don't do that. I'm going to throw you in the trash. So, Greg, what I want to talk to you about, because uh, as you know, as you know, <laughs> it's, been, it's, it's, it's been it's been a, a big week for sharks, Greg. It's been a big week. It's been a big week. And I feel like I have a lot to contribute. So I want to tell you from my perspective, Greg. I want to tell you what I thought about the new movie. The epic movie, Greg. It was, a, it was an epic movie experience. And it was called... Greg, I don't know if you heard about it. Greg. Greg, I don't know Stop. if you heard about it. Stop saying my name. Greg, I don't know if you heard. It's called Sharknado, Greg. And Sharknado is taking over, it's taking over the world. And Greg, I, I want to... I want to read you a poem about what I thought about about that movie and about oh the shark movement. So, Greg, here's my poem, and it's called, Dear Greg, this is what I thought about Sharknado. This is a poem by Shark. <clears throat> Hi, Sarah. You're looking real pretty today. Thanks, Sharky. All right, here we go. Hi there, Greg Nog. How you be? <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen you, you see. I've been on adventures far and wide. But today I'll cast those stories aside and talk to you about a movie that I saw. It's about a shark. No, silly. Not Jaws. It's a brand new movie starring Tara Reed and that guy from Beverly Hills Now 210 that played that dude, Steve. Greg, it was called Sharknado. And boy, was it glorious. Those tornado sharks 
Oh, boy, they were oh so notorious. They were gnashing their teeth, and they were swirling around. And then they would fly to the earth with a bound. And then they'd, and then they'd eat all the humans, who I hear can be quite tasty. Although, to be honest, for me, I prefer pastries. But then again, I wasn't casting Sharknado. I auditioned for a main role, but they gave it to my brother Fredo. So to sum it all up, it was an all-out shark war. Bloodshed was spattered, but what was it for? I don't like this world where, where the sharks are all bad. We're just misunderstood. And that makes me sad. So in conclusion, Greg Nog, I want you to know my true honest feelings about that movie, Sharknado. I don't like my shark brethren being killed by ladies with fake breasts. And that, Greg Nog, is where my opinion rests. Also, I still hate you and wish a Sharknado would fall upon your house and all the sharks eat you at once and you stay alive until the last shark is eating your, your heart. Love, Sharky. I hope Sharky goes to hell and dies. All right, well, he just uh, he just had to make a quick exit because he's actually going with me to Tropical Summer, so he needed to get out of there and get changed into his suit. It's going to be an epic day. So there you have it. You have a, a shark's Your version stick of... toy needs to change into its swimsuit. Yeah, he has swim trunks. You can't go to the pool like this. Are you kidding me? What's wrong with you? God, no wonder you want to go and look at all the pool rafts. Why don't you just go ahead and hand that over no, here to me? No, it's all right. He's, uh, you know, he needs to get ready. He doesn't need to be manhandled, okay? He needs to put his clothes on. What are, where are your manners? I'm going to put him in the trash. We'll put up a vote. Who thinks Sharky should be thrown away and never heard from ever again? Yep, oh, 100% yes. Okay. The people have spoken. Ooh. If you hate Sharky, send us an email. Funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Also, if you're a Portland police officer, um, <laughs> send us an email. 503-575-9120 is our phone number. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. We really love it that you guys listen to our show. And thank you for sharing it on the Facebooks and uh, the Twitters and you're telling your friends and all of that stuff. <laughs> the Facebooks and the Twitters. Really. And all of those things. Um, if you have a favorite show of ours or one that you really like, share it on uh, share it on something. Tell somebody about it. Get somebody else to uh, give it a shot and give it a listen. Yes. It's, uh, it's fantastic that so many people do. And we really, really, really appreciate that. Or leave a positive review somewhere. <laughs> um I hate that thing so much. Um, big thank you to Jake, Jackie Cation for coming yes. on the show. Of course, Jackie is in town. Uh, yesterday, Greg Fitzsimmons, we had some great feedback about that. Uh, so Greg Fitzsimmons and Jackie Cation, both in town. A lot of comedy here in Portland this weekend to go check There is out. a lot. And we also want to give a special thank you to Sharky for uh, writing that amazing poem. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have time for that. Yeah. We'll, well no, probably thinking. cut it out of the podcast because mm-hmm. there wasn't enough time. Probably we'll just have to bleep that entire Nipples thing. Nipples in the chat says, my favorite shows, anyone with Sharky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God bless you. Uh, all right. It's been a week. It's been uh, a tomorrow week. on the Fun Employment Radio Network, Rip City Bad Boys. Yeah. With Keenan King and Tristan Mayer. Woo. And tomorrow I'm going to a wedding. It's my first wedding of the season. And I have to do makeup. Holy hell. Pray for me that I don't You're fuck You're doing it up. the makeup? I'm doing the makeup for the fucking bridal party. Oh, dude, that's I like know. an important it's a lot thing. Of pressure. Oh, thanks, Greg. I really appreciate that. I didn't think you're that doing at all. the makeup for for the for the bride and the bridesmaids. Oh my gosh! Oh, shut up, dude. Right, that's anyway, forever. That's something that they're going to be looking at for years. Okay, you know what? I don't have time for this. Oh, you don't want to mess that up. 
What, are you going to put, like, dick. glitter on them or something? Or do you know what you're even going to do? No, but I'll figure it out. Oh, jeez. Shut up. Oh, that's Shut like up. A, it's like something they're going to pass down to their grandkids. And okay, like, oh, the wedding was up, great. Greg. Oh, but what's with all the blush? Stop it. I will not overdo the blush. You have a tendency to overdo the blush. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. All right. We'll be back on Monday with more Fun Deployment Radio. Fuck you, Greg. No. You don't want to mess this up. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.